We're back. We're great. We're back. We're here. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we're we are counting down the days to Homegrown Ooh, Festival. It's creeping up on us. It is speeding up on us. Yeah. Well, it's, it's right around the corner. Holy cow. Yeah. By the time. Yeah. This will be. Yeah. It'll be it here before we know it. You'd think I would know the date today. Today's the 15th. So it'll 16th. be 12 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just it's like 12 till days Christmas. From today. Mm-hmm. It's the 28th, just to be clear. Right. right. <laughs> 10 to 5. Because you might not listen to this on Monday, nope. but you nope. should listen to 10 it. 10 to on 5, Monday. September 28th, Sunland Springs downtown. And we'll be there, yep. and Creek Baby Outfitters will be there, yep. uh, Bird and Blade will be there, Ooh. Woodworks will be there, Dude, uh, a ton of other people that we haven't even yep. met yet will yep. be there. Well, we'll be walking around <laughs> meeting them. Right. Or they'll be walking around meeting us. We'll, we'll be handing out stickers. They'll probably be their booths. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll uh, probably go around and visit them. Mm-hmm. We'll be overseeing ours. Yeah. Some. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing a special guest, actually, to man our booth. No joke. Yeah. Cool. So, surprise, surprise. Well, who will be manning our booth? Who will be operating a the booth? Surprise guest. <laughs> um, that isn't one of my children, so it's actually a surprise guest. Cool. So, is this someone we're going to have to pay? <laughs> uh, with food. <laughs> with awesome. It all comes and back good to company. Food. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, let's thank our Patreons. Yes. Thank you, patrons. Patron saints of Look What I Did. Mm hmm. Thank you, Cindy, Jeremy, Catherine, Brian, Jennifer, Travis, Tyler, Lindsay, Jesse, Sean, Holly Hill, James, Allison, and Brian. And Brian. Man. Yep. Um, we can't thank you guys enough. And kind of, I think, pushing the theme from last week, mm-hmm. patron is really, really important to us. Yes. It, it really, really matters to give just a dollar so mm-hmm. if you will do that today patreon.com forward slash look what i did literally just a dollar a month that's all we're asking for um it's not very much like individually right but combined it really yes. becomes a valuable asset to us and a valuable resource because doing stuff like homegrown even mm-hmm. that isn't really free you know nope. um so it really helps and we appreciate all the people that have supported us so far we yes. appreciate the people that are choosing to support us right now. And for those people who, you know, can't afford a dollar a month, like that's cool. Thanks for supporting us by telling other people about the show. Mm-hmm. That's how the show continues to grow. Share it. And it it's we got a couple new reviews on iTunes. That's mm-hmm. so huge to get Very that. Important. Um and if you write a really cool review, I'll update the website. And use your review on Ooh. the website landing page because we got a good one, yep. a brand new one, and I put it up there because mm-hmm. it's 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 really nice. <laughs> so there's a, a chance of seeing your review yes. on lookwhatidid.net. Um, and then I did update. So there's more patrons than we list, right, in yep. every episode. But I did update the website finally, Ooh. and it lists every Patreon on there. So it's our credits, mm-hmm. so to speak. It is mm-hmm. the credits are are there. Uh, speaking of the website, lookwhatidid.net, this episode. I think it kind of requires that you go to the website. And I want to say that's some mm-hmm. master plan to get you to go to like everything that we're at. Um, it is a master plan to get you to go to everything <laughs> that we're at. But we interview uh, Jake Lewis from yep. Woodworks in this episode. And we, it's his, he does a style of woodworking that is different, I think, from a lot of stuff that you normally see. Yep. And it, and we talk about it. it 
I mean, well, half the episode, obviously, yep. basically is just about that. <laughs> but we talk about specific pieces, mm-hmm. and I think it really helps to see it. And his oh, work yeah. is really, really eye-catching, mm-hmm. really beautiful. I think it's really different. Um, and so if you go to the website and just go through those photos, you can do it on your phone, you can do it on desktop, wherever, whatever's easiest. It it works great on any platform. And just flip through those photos, you'll have a much better idea of kind of some of the things that mm-hmm. we're talking through because it is it it is described in the show, but I think it's sometimes hard. words fail yes. trying to describe oh, yeah. this thing, you know. Yep. But yeah, if you'll go there and check it out, um, that I think that will really kind of mm-hmm. round out the experience of this episode for and sure. There's a chance you've probably seen his stuff somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah, because he has stuff in mm-hmm. a bunch of shops. Oh yeah. Um and this was a super cool conversation. It yep. was just it was different from what I expected, like it kind of goes the normal path for most of the episode. And then Jake actually kind of s- just states towards the end, Hey, there was something I wanted to say that, you know, we haven't talked about and launches into kind of the, something he does with his woodwork that I've never thought about and never mm-hmm. considered. And it was really, there's actually a moment in here where I realized this missed opportunity that I'll never get back from something in my past that, he could have helped me preserve with the way he thinks about stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I'll, I'll leave that to be revealed at the yeah. end, what yeah. he does, but it is super, super cool. It's mm-hmm. a really interesting twist on woodworking, I think. Um, and it, it just illuminates this whole, this whole conversation in a totally different way. It was really neat. Yeah. And he was super gracious. Mm-hmm. I will say this episode, there's a little bit of background noise cause we ended up on location, which we really kind of, the show started with that yep. intent mm-hmm. of being on location. You can't control sound as well when you're out somewhere. And in this case, it was the middle of summer. It was really hot and fans are blowing. <laughs> so there's like a little bit of this kind of yeah. background noise in there. Um, I don't think it's distracting. I think no. if you're listening, like it's just kind of there, but yeah, if you're a new listener, that's not a normal sound for us. Yeah. We just happen to be in a shop. Um, and it, it should hot. lend to the ambiance oh, of yeah. the of the episode, yeah. right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. It was all Foley, actually. I did it in yeah. post to oh make my it gosh. sound more like You're a, a master, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It helps paint a better picture right? and build yeah. a better display in your an mind. audio soundscape right. Right. to allow just you close to your eyes, the world listen, of not if you're driving. Workshop. <laughs> Um, yeah, don't close your <laughs> yeah. eyes and listen. No, if you're I mean, hopefully we don't bore you. Fall to sleep, into the fantasy but, yeah. world that I created. Um, but yeah, so super excited about this. A lot of really cool things coming up. Oh man, follow us on Instagram. Uh, that that's it. we've been gaining a decent number of followers yep. there, like pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Following there just gives you a good idea of what's going on, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Aaron and I just finished making walnut coasters for Patreon supporters Ooh. that were that had signed up. You know, by By a certain date, Labor Day, and uh, that's something like you'll you'll be made aware of that stuff. I think Uh a little more currently and a little faster if you follow us there. It's just probably the best way of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we post photos throughout the week of the guests that we've had, the things that they've created, Mm -hmm. stuff we're doing, Mm -hmm. past guests. Um, So that's just, and you can DM us there or whatever you want to do. Share stuff that you're working on there. We'd love to. We'd love that. Actually, yeah, you know, tag us. Hashtag look what I did or at right. us, mm-hmm. come at us, yeah. post at us, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it is, it's all about the community. It's all about what you guys are doing. It's uh, what our guests are doing. And we mm-hmm. love sharing that both ways. You know, yep. It, yep. we don't want it to be a one way street. So Definitely not. Um, I think that's it for the intro. Well, this one seems right kind of brief. Yeah. And it's all good. Point. All right. All so right. Jake Lewis from Woodworks Workshop. Enjoy. 
Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a bunch. It's a joke. Uh, we haven't done this in so long. No, it's been a while. Taking a yeah. break. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with who you are and what you do. My name is Jake Lewis. I'm uh, the head builder, as I like to say, at Woodworks Workshop here in Fayetteville. I do uh, art and furniture from reclaimed wood or other materials, um, anything kind of found or it could be on the side of the road, it could be from a thrift store, it could be from a friend that does housing remodel or does demolition, whatever it is. Um, take it and try to make something to put it on your wall. Do you actually have other employees? No, well. Oh. Uh, I mean, I would also give myself a title like head so, podcaster. Oh, I know. <laughs> when I, when I gave myself that title, I had definitely had no employees whatsoever. <laughs> uh, currently, my mom comes in and does prep painting for me once a week, which is really nice for yeah. her to do that. And she likes to just put her headphones on and get into it. And then around the holidays, I'll have one or two part-time employees, just a lot of sanding and a lot of the prep stuff so that right. I can uh, keep up with the amount of inventory that I need. It's, awesome. I was thinking about it today. Like, you're the third woodworker we've had and how somehow we've managed to come across three people that approach it totally differently. Yeah. yeah. So you have like um, Matt Buell, I'm sure you've yeah. run across, right? So like kind of this like a lot of, he doesn't power carve, but like routing shapes right. and stuff and like hardwoods and then Ty Behringer from right. Dryad, like okay. the game boxes. Right. And then, oh, yeah. Because I, I was like, man, we've done a lot of woodworkers. Well, but none of them are really... Right. It's like saying we've done a lot of artists, but that can be a big... Yeah, well, I mean, some, philosophically, yeah. the medium of wood is transformative. It, it can be anything. Right. Um, yeah, it can mm -hmm. be a pink unicorn on the wall, or it could be something holding like holding your TV, or you know, functional, all these things. Like that's, what I, that's one of the reasons that I really like wood. I like sanding the hard edge, changing it. Like, I, think that, I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, would, how would you describe, I mean, we'll have photos of your stuff, but how would you describe the, because yours is art, really. Like, sure. how would you describe that? It's funny. I just had a friend in here, and she'd never been here, like, 20 minutes ago. And she was almost prep, priming for, for this, even though that wasn't the goal of it. So we decided that it's like, that Woodwork's general design and kind of aesthetic is like the punk nephew of intarsia and intarsia is a style of woodworking that is like very smooth very rounded but only natural woods so if you needed a black element in a piece you would use black walnut or if oh, you needed okay. a, a, a red you'd use like a cherry mm -hmm. so anyone that would google intarsia right now would totally get that reference because it's no color and it's but at the same time it's still that rounded and that multi multi pieces coming right. together to make one image um so kind of like that like it's and the color palette's like something I feel like you, like almost yeah. a folk art type of color palette to it. Like you would see it in like a House of Blues type thing, uh, color wise. A couple things on the color colors in general. I am quite colorblind, and so my eye most is most attracted to bright contrasts. Oh, okay, and that's why my pieces reflect that. Gotcha. Like that's what my eye wants to see, or that's uh -huh. what it's drawn to, and that's what I tend to do. Yeah. Plus a lot of the paints that I use, these little small samples, and they're oops paints. You know, they're 50 cent right. from Lowe's or Home Depot. Mm -hmm. That's super so it's not smart. like I'm forced into that, but it, I'm gonna use the colors that I have. Right. Yep. And if, if someone has a bright yellow that they ended up not wanting, I mean, I'm all over it, you know, or whatever. Um, a lot of the colors too, if I get stuff from 
to name drop, but Potter House Thrift Store or even, right. even Goodwill, something. Um, if I can find a, a blue desk or a blue dresser that I can chop up and, and without having to paint, then that's what I much prefer to do. Oh, but at this point, if someone says, hey, I want a this with these colors, well, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prep that and do it. Right. You know, so. No, I think it's really, because when I think woodworking, you kind of think like, dark rich stains and and then you see like your stuff is like fun and joyful like it's just like exuberant which is not what you would normally like do you have stuff in a natural state sandwiches yes well i did and okay. then you know now natural state has become sandwich love okay and it's brent hale's project but it's the same spot and i had pieces at natural and now i have pieces there too uh in springdale yeah definitely cool. yeah because i saw that after i saw you at cattywampus right. I saw, and it, like it's so obviously your cheers i appreciate thing. it i mean after yeah. doing it for a few years i do think that a certain style comes up and when you see it at least that's your first guess you know like oh that's that's woodworks or whatever. yeah i i yeah. will say that like seeing stuff here like seeing your post on facebook it doesn't do it justice as far as size and it just it's it's interesting it's good i mean interesting in a good way not yeah no you know, like oh that's I interesting that. i took that like as good. the feathers you posted some guitars recently mm -hmm. as well that I thought were right. really, Those really two awesome. guitars yeah. are cool. We should yeah. definitely keep talking about stuff nobody can see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you know, as people ask me at shows if I've got guitars for sale, are you a musician? I'm like, no. But one, I like to sing karaoke. But two, I just love music in general. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to be a, a guitarist to even appreciate a Woodworks guitar on your wall. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's adjacent. It's whatever, you know. It's yeah. it kind of rep your passion kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. This is um, sure. where like, how do you come up with the designs? Where some of it's super organic. Like someone will shoot me an email and be like, "Hey, can you make a fourteen-inch tall flamingo?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I can do that." <laughs> I mean, you know, and chances We're are if someone has something super weird. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> I mean that's really random, right? I've done some super random things. I mean, we need like, a two-headed hydra of us. <laughs> we can do it. That'd we can fun. do it. We'll get it. We'll get it vectorized. We'll make it happen. <laughs> we print, have vectorized. Print it however big, <laughs> we can print it however you, however big you like. We can do it for real. Life um, size. You know. So yeah, a lot of that. And then at the beginning, it was because I didn't. I mean, I probably didn't get an email at Woodworks seven eight nine at Gmail for like, you know, nine months after it was created. You know that kind of thing. And so I'm like, okay, what do I want to make or what do I think would appeal? A lot of stuff is throwing things against the wall. Yeah. Um, and then so nowadays though, it's different. So I've got stores many stores that carry my stuff and they go to you know the markets and i'll say hey tell me like let me know what's gonna be popular this year and they'll be like mermaids are gonna be popular this year or whales are gonna be popular mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna like chase that down but i'm gonna make one or two and i'm right. gonna take them or yep. put them in a store and guess what if if there's a whale on the balance sheet at the mustache at the end of the month then i'm gonna make them another one right i mean i had like a good six month unicorn run when i had stuff at uh at the anchor, which is also consolidated now for the mustache, but I mean, yeah, like every every month, there was a there was a unicorn on the on the balance sheet. I thought that was really cool, so I'll make well, another yeah, one. Yeah, market research is uh, undervalued sometimes yeah, in the sure. home based business. Yeah, what what was the path to here? Sure, like yeah, I don't think you start woodworking with this in mind necessarily, right? right? So no. what what got you? How, how does it start? It's a pretty good story. All right, I'm ready. Yeah. We need a good story. Uh, that's what we're here for, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I was, I was living in Austin, Texas, and my girlfriend at the time had a lot of resources. Had a, her family had a big ranch, a lot of materials. She had a whole greenhouse full of barn wood, all the tools. And let's just say we didn't, at the time, 
didn't have to work. And so I got, I had two years to play around with stuff and just kind of figure it out. And like, by the time that situation dissolved, um, that's right when I moved here, but I'd also finally found my passion in life at like 30, 31 years old. So that's, that's kind of the story. Like I'd, I've always been crafty. I'm like the, the guy that was braiding hemp, hemp necklaces in college, that kind of stuff. And just to have that time to master the tools right? and to get a basic idea. And, and then the point was at first we were making all kinds of things, maybe, maybe furniture or whatever it is. And then I was like, Oh, well this little scrap is also really cool. Why am I throwing it away? And so the first thing, yeah. it, you know, I mentioned it as punk rock, you know, you know, the intarget thing earlier also scrap art. Right. I mean, it's all scraps and that's how it started. Like the first thing that I made in this, general style was a scrap fish out of all these awesome cool colors and and so then it became well how much of this old materials and reclaimed wood can i use per piece and that's where the challenge started and then that's what i do now still is like i'm going to chop this two by four down that i saw on the side of the road and into into tiles i'm going to paint it random bright colors and gonna make a whale out of it you know do you stencil it first or do you freehand your shapes out like so these days in general in order to make things as close to the same basic shape every time over and over. Is I've, I've got a lot of forms right so if, if someone like i said earlier says hey i want a 14 inch flamingo you know i'm gonna find a good silhouette of that print it at a certain size and then make a form out of like with a hard backing mm-hmm. and then i put that trace from that and uh-huh. that way i can work for it from it Gotcha. Because, um, but it, as you sand and as you, as you cut and as you sand, things are going to change and they are going right. to become more unique. But that's why I want to start with the most rigid form of a yoga pose as I can, and got to go from there. Right. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to see somebody's cool unicorn on the wall. Order one from you, and I get a German Shepherd with a horn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess German you have to have some repe- yeah. like German repeatability. German Shepherds are magical, though. They, I have one. I'm, oh, a, I'm really? a fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. made plenty of German Shepherds. Talk it's, to me after the show. There but. we go. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's... So, how long have you been doing this for? I've been doing this full-time here in Fayetteville for five years. Sweet. Right that's, when I moved here, I, were, I waited tables at a couple different places. Um, just one day a week, almost like as a little social outlet. I mean, sometimes I'm just in here. Right. So it was nice on Saturdays to go talk to strangers and serve them food, you know? Yeah. Um, but that honestly quickly became the situation where even if I'm making $120 today, well, I could be here watching football and make a couple things and also yeah, generate 120 bucks. So <laughs> it became a, this is what I'm going to do instead. That's, we've talked about that a lot, how like Fayetteville or Northwest Arkansas seems to be absurdly uh supportive of the handmade however you want to make her movement whatever the thing is right but like the number of people that are able to make a living mm-hmm. or do pretty yes, well sure off of just the thing they came up with is yeah. do you find that like between and i think this is actually kind of an interesting question between austin and fayetteville there's a lot of comparisons sometimes right like you don't agree with that. And I haven't been to Austin, so right. I don't know. But uh, first of all, there's nothing absurd about everyone in town wanting to buy local handmade stuff. No, no, no. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. I fair, say fair. that with a smile Burn. on my face. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I smile on my face. But it's, um, see, I mean, it's, it's unusually look, positive. Yeah. Northwest Arkansas reps local really hard. Mm-hmm. They rep art really hard. And it was one of the reasons, apart from ge- geography, close to like where I'm from, blah, blah. 
that I moved here in, in the first place. Right. And it's it's awesome. And it, it starts, it doesn't start, but it, it includes people, but it also includes like companies and whatnot too. Yeah. Like it's really cool that there's there's money for the arts here. Yeah. It's very cool. I mean, there, there are plenty of events, you know, your first Thursdays, your first Fridays, all those things. And right. they definitely, it's cool. It, it keeps art in the forefront. Yeah. And plus like restaurants, breweries, I mean, I've never been told no if I said, hey, let's do this. I mean, there, there are more than a handful of, of places, and I'm not, not even going to listen right now, that do, you know, once a month, they've got this artist, and they'll do a feature and the right. reception. And uh-huh. I mean, that's commonplace. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it, yeah, there's a high concentration of people that value mm-hmm. definitely crafts people. Yep. Definitely. And it, that, I think we're really lucky there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you see any similarities to the Austin boom? Because that comparison happens a lot. I'm curious from a, a native. There's just such an urban element to Austin because it's a city. Right. So in a, And it's a capital. So in a way, if you smashed Fayetteville in with Little Rock, that's even not a comparison. But do you know what I mean? Right, it's right. It's really not the you same. You have to blend those Both things. are cool. I liked Austin a lot. Just when my time was to leave there, it was to leave. But, I mean, if you didn't live in the neighborhood where your favorite bar is, where your restaurants are, where your grocery store is, you're going to spend an hour and a half a day in the car getting from place to place that's not what i want to do yeah i'm like zipping all over fayetteville no problem had you been here before i had been i mean okay i'm from texarkana texas okay and a lot of my friends came up here for college and so i spent a lot of time kind of then right and then i lived here randomly for like three months in 2003 but it was when like jam music was big and like chester's (laughs) and dave's on dixon and those are the vibrant images of what i remember of this place being a really cool social scene right and you know I'd lived in Dallas for seven years before. I'd lived in Little Rock from Texarkana. So I was like, Fayetteville sounds good. Yeah. You know, and I, several of my friends moved here and maybe they left and then, you know, for school, left and did some stuff and came back. And so, like, it's lots a of entrepreneurs. Town. There's two people, mm-hmm. there's two buddies in my neighborhood in East Fayetteville that grew up with me that I'm like walking distance from them and their families, stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it definitely always felt like home, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the mixture of like, there's a lot to do, like you were saying, but then also you can hop in a kayak and float yeah. the White River like oh, sure. 15 minutes away from my house, you know? Sure, absolutely. That's a nice blend that I'm a fan of. Yeah. It's, it, we really, really have a, a good combination of all the things. Yeah. You know? And then if you want to get fancy and go to a wonderful, you know, Michelin, I mean, you can do that too. Like all the, all the good restaurants, we kind of have it all. I mean, do we have a Michelin restaurant? I may have made that up, sir. Oh. <laughs> but we certainly have some good restaurants. Well, now let's just say it's it. like I've heard of their we'll tires. We'll just say it I, and then let some beer. We certainly have some beard award winner, winning chefs up that, here. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think like the chef for Walmart or something is... I don't know. And then even just random people are amazing yep, chefs, sure. too. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got lots of... There's, Lots there's of salsa. really good food in the area. Speaking yeah. of reclaimed, I'm just going to food. Track. Reclaimed food. Nope. <laughs> Nobody's not speaking worth about reclaimed that's not, that's not leftovers. <laughs> leftovers are not reclaimed. This food. is not a segue. Right. <laughs> no, not at all. Speaking of reclaimed like materials and everything, um, I often get harassed for stopping and picking stuff up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not by me. Yeah. No. What, like dumpster diving? Or oh, like, that too. I mean, whatever it takes, right? I mean... Be- Are you talking about reclaiming food, sir? No, not food. <laughs> Dang it. Before but the I- show started <laughs> on Sundays, we just drive around looking for free stuff. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Like, we'd buy like an old bandsaw 
and then something. messed up something and we were looking for a motor for it. So we just drove around until we found like a little motor behind like wow. a hey, what are you doing flea with market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which That's works, I think, right? Work. Yeah, it works. It works. Yeah. So I, I have no pride or no shame or pride, I guess, <laughs> for not reclaim food. <clears throat> what's some of the, uh, talking about reclaim yep, stuff, sure. where, what's the, like the coolest thing you think you found? I'm sure it's going to be hard to nail it down it's to just one tough, thing. But um, one of the coolest things I feel like I've made is I took like an old, maybe 1950s console radio, you know, and gutted it and then kind of used some of the parts for this and some of the parts for that. Kind of like, mm-hmm. I guess the answer to that is that because, yes, I like the medium wood of wood. I like woodworking, but I also like to mess with metal and gears and kind of more funkier things so if i can take something apart mm-hmm. and then use multiple parts or like taking apart a piano and just kind mm-hmm. of not seeing how it works for the purpose of putting it back together but it's kind of cool yep yeah. craftsmanship you know and yeah. yeah i'm appreciating craftsmanship while i'm destroying something but <laughs> but if if the piano was on the side of the road yep. or whatever i mean That's there's free pianos on craigslist every day because you can't even move them yep without having to tune them so what's the what do you have a passion project like for most people what you do every day all day isn't the thing you want to unwind with necessarily right right? Hmm. so do you have a thing that's your little passion project on the side that's pretty involving gears and metal not really i feel like i've got pieces in various stages some of those stages are actually along the way and some are in my head like and eventually i'll get to them so i guess sure Towards the beginning of the year, like right after Christmas, January, I'll tend to have time to do Free whatever time, I want to yeah. do. And typically that's furniture for me, for my house. What like, is furniture? What, do, what does your furniture look right? like? Well, a lot of it is an upcycled situation. So right. um, another good visual for people that can't see is uh, uh, last week I bought a really cool dresser at Potter's house. Um, Solid, had good bones because a friend of mine is on the look for a, a record console. Right. And uh, it's always good to start with good bones on something versus like making it out of like, you know, three quarter plywood or whatever. I'd rather, much rather use that. And so that's kind of what it looks like. I'll take that and maybe skin the top kind of like to look more similar to some other pieces and then add some wood trim on the front and send mm-hmm. it out the door. So if, so if I saw a piece of furniture, I would... No, probably stylistic. Okay, so it's not just like a left turn right, on the. No. Gotcha. Unless someone, you know, commissions something really random. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not it's saying not you're making a live works. edge river table on the no. weekend. <laughs> no. To like, no, I haven't right. done a lot of work with epoxy though. It would be cool to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. It would be fun. I've got a buddy, a local woodworker that does it and does some really cool stuff. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any wood turning? No. Nope. No lathe. No and no dust collection in here either, I noticed. Well, this you air, filtration air filtration guy is wind. a small one, but it definitely pulls the small particles out. Yeah. And then that's the main thing. The doors are only closed for maybe two months a year uh, gotcha. just because it's so hot. Otherwise, I'd much rather have the doors open and have everything blowing. And the air gun's like my, my favorite tool in the, in the place. Yep. Definitely keep it all moving that way. I like that it's not like a square. Yeah, you really can kind of mm-hmm. just blow everything out. Keep it going. You that have a way. super clean shop for yep. super clean. No. Every night I sweep. I certainly swept. You know, swept it out for you guys. So you're welcome. <laughs> we appreciate the red carpet no. or lack um, of dust <clears throat> carpet. Yeah. But you know, even sometimes during the middle of the like lunchtime, I'll sweep that out full too because even if it's mental, I feel like I can breathe better. Right. You know, I mean, I do wear a mask, but it's like if I'm going to do 15 minutes of sanding, I wear a mask. 
mainly because I don't like the impression it makes on my beard, and then my beard just looks silly the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. That's, Are the, you a, that's the main problem. I'd rather my lungs be dust-filled than my beard look weird. <laughs> yeah. Beard look, beard looking weird. Is fair, a, fair enough. We were discussing uh, <clears throat> lung protection the other day. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what's the max amount of time you're going to do a job before you consider putting it on? Like, right. There's stuff where I'm like, oh, I'm only going to do it for five minutes. So, two ah, hours later, this lead paint will be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the weird, like, grain boogers that you get the next oh, day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Draw them out with a magnet. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Were you talking about that? <laughs> yes. Throwing boogers to magnets. Yeah. That'd be a fun Definitely game. Definitely an ear protection as well. Yeah. I uh, I actually will go for that before lung protection, yeah. Yeah. which is probably kind of yeah. dumb. Well, mainly because so I can listen, so I can hear my TV. Because I've got the Bluetooth over the ears, and then oh. I've got the Bluetooth transmitter ah. across there. So That's yeah. very fancy. No TV in my shop. No. I'm like half and half music and TV, but... Uh, I don't mind what, it seems to go fast, you know, if you're watch, listening to yeah. a, a drama play out or something. I think my problem is when the TV's on, I want to watch it. Right. Like, I can listen oh. to music or a podcast or something, and I'm fine. Right. But if the TV, I am that guy right. that, like, I just stop and stare at the screen <laughs> until it's over. It, and then I'll go back and watch a, a series again and all these things I never saw. Yep. Yeah. And I always watch TV with captions on them now, too. And I feel like that helps me stay in it, even if I don't see it always. Pro tip. What are they talking about? Oh, yep. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's where like a lot of the the screams on what's wrong Fayetteville come from is like I'll pause it or something and like the caption will say something ridiculous. Oh. So I never actually make those. It's just it's, <laughs> it's gener- that's literally what was said. Oh. So it started with pauses and then it became backing it up and intentionally pausing it. Dude, this is a really ones. good. I'm known for this thing now. <laughs> and not mean creator. It's fun. Non meme. Good times. The ish. 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 Ishy. Homegrown. Homegrown. Festival. Yep. September 28th. 10 to 5. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Get some mm-hmm. food. Get some crafts. Get some music in your ears. Mm-hmm. Get some Look What I Did stickers. Get some Look What I Did stickers. Yep. T-shirt. Grab a T-shirt. High fives. With a chat or free high fives. Free high fives and yeah. buy a T-shirt. High fives. The gift you can re-gift without <laughs> feeling bad about it. God, I haven't heard that. <laughs> No, I've heard that a lot over the years. So bring it back to you. It's all good. I think people will love it. People do love that joke, but Daniel. We can't wait to hang out with oh, you, spend some no. time with you. Um, mm-hmm. Those t-shirts, the two-headed Hydra t-shirt, mm-hmm. uh, Chad Mop in original design. We'll Lovely have some man. of those available mm-hmm. still. Um, so definitely come by. We'll have a little booth area mm-hmm. and and hang out and chat. Aaron and I will be in and out because we'll also be wandering the event as yeah. it goes. I mean, but, we, we've got to we eat, have the special guest. eat a corn dog, but well, who's the special guest? I'm not going to. Oh, they'll just have to show up and find you out. You know what? We're bringing in Gouda goals and fishing poles to man our table. Sweet. Yep. Hopefully he's bringing cheese. I know. <laughs> hey, look Bring what I did. Cheese. cheese. He offered to help mm-hmm. us cover our table. So Sweet. So Milton with, will be with there. With cheese or him. like no, he's going to be operating cover, it. Yeah, yeah, just operating. Dang. Um, you know, last week we talked a little bit about having, like, if you play music and you wanted to send in, you know, a clip or whatever to Mm -hmm. use as like intro outro for the ish point. Yeah. So we'd love, feel free to send that in. Nobody has yet. Well, Um, you know, we're going to put it out there until they do. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of stuff going on. They can catch up, listen and send it this week. I do just want to plug one more time. Subscribe. Subscribing to the show makes a big difference. Review it. Five Mm -hmm. stars. Great. If you can write a review, even better. Even better. It matters so much. It helps so much. We're mm-hmm. still two states away, West Virginia and North Dakota. Dang it. Um, 
And there's a guy, Thomas, that I know. He's had somebody in West Virginia listen like two or three times, and for some reason, either their phone isn't linked to what? West Virginia. I don't know what's going on. Like, we should have West Virginia, but we don't. But if you know anybody in West Virginia or North Dakota, you are my hero. Yeah. If you get those states colored in on my map, please downloads. Let's, uh, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. If you, if you get someone to listen in yeah. that state. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll yep. give you a shout out. For sure. For, for sure. For sure. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> let's let's get back to the show. We'll back see you at Jake, Homegrown yeah. Festival. Thank you, Main Street, mm-hmm. uh, Salem Springs Main Street yep. Association for involving us in the project. We're super excited. Yeah. And so we're just cool. 12 days away. Yep. It's getting there. 12 days away. 12 days away. September 28th. Yep. 10 to 5. Wow. AM right. to PM. Cool. Back to Jake. Add it. <clears throat> what, so do you, but you still have, to, you have, a, you have a hobby. You do something. I listen to music. I know that sounds cheesy, but I like to, I like going out to uh, you know Georgia's or whatever, see some shows, and man, read go, books. Go to the gym. I don't read books. You do go to the gym. I see that. Uh, yeah, we, it's true. We became good, Facebook good, friends somehow, good, and I good, I'm glad it's I see the out. gym posts. I'm yeah, glad, I'm glad that those gym selfies of. <laughs> Front, at the front end of things. Daniel seen it. He didn't go. <laughs> yeah. Instead of going to my gym, I'm just watching right. you go to yeah. your gym. Yeah. It's a, every day there's like a little bit of guilt. Gymming. I'm like, this guy literally gets up every day and actually goes. I just talk about well, it. Uh, apart from just that, yeah, being a self-employed or business owner, I mean, I could just lay on the couch every day, all day, if, you know, if I wanted to. Right. Um, so it feels good to have that pattern and go ahead and get that. And then I like, well, the gym, well, shops next, and I'm here ten to six, and just kind of do it, you know. Like, yeah. Stay with it every day, the same day, same way, and kind of works out. What do you do to kind of keep pushing yourself in work, right? Because it's just you, so you could just kind of generate the same stuff over and over. Mm-hmm. And you do some market research, so you get something new. But like, what do I do? To are push you doing myself? anything to kind of like? What do I do to push myself? Cocaine. Oh, fair. Mm-hmm. Keeps it original. Cool. Kept the eighties yeah. running. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't really have that. Like, I. I just do. I really... It's very zen. As much as people say, and it's maybe cheesy, like, I really don't feel like I work because I really do love what I do. And right. I don't make the same thing even two days in a row. Right. And so it never gets old. I mean, if That's someone cool. was like, next week you're going to make 14 mermaids, I'd be like, that kind of sucks. But I mean, if I can... <laughs> but I'll do it. Pick and choose and do whatever I want. Right. Then, yeah, I, it really never gets old. So is this like... the Just do... Is this the plan? Like, just do this? Like... I'd like you are to, the one guy who's actually found the thing you love. Found the thing, sure, maybe. I mean, I'd like to do some more commercial projects. Like I just did a, the, the big facade for Maxine's, like above. Yep. Up, oh yeah, above I saw that post. That's I would cool. love to do. Thank you. That's yep. big. Thank you. I, yeah, I think it's big too. I loved it. I mean, I'd like to do more things like that, and uh, just because it's more of a challenge. I like being challenged. Okay, so if the city of Fayetteville came to you and said, "We want you to do a mural on a side of a building, but out of wood." How would you approach that process, problem solving for that? Hmm. I mean, definitely I feel like I could take art director position on that and have other local people help. Right. And the materials would be no problem. I mean, that would be really cool. I may or, not, may or may not be in preliminary stages of talking to Fort Smith about doing something. It wouldn't be necessarily a wall mural, but definitely like a big, cool installation type thing or something at like the, the the mouth of a park or something that'd be cool would be really like cool. uh because a wall mural to me out of wood would either have kind of a set lifespan or you'd have to really look at how you're protecting that material right. and some kind of upkeep over time right which i guess even a painted mural has that probably mm-hmm. yeah 
That's a good question. I mean, or the paints themselves. Right. The paint would work yeah. as some kind of protection. That's a good question. Like, so the giant owl, d- does it have like a clear coat on it? Right. Yeah. Like know. if you had to approach that problem, yeah. like what would be your well, approach to that? Everything that I make, even if it just hangs in someone's house, has at least three coats of polyurethane on it. So like, uh, it's going to last so for a the while. Pieces, the piece for Maxine's, there's this uh, uber, like there's spar urethane. So like one coat is supposedly like three coats of poly. And so I did each one of those hundred plus diamonds individually with poly and spar like four or five times. And then once I put it together, I did the whole thing with three more coats of that. And so I think we're good. Um, But I'm even for maybe a hundred years (laughs) strongly considered. I mean, I'm happy to go down there once a year and, and, and re spar your thing, that thing for Hannah, just to to make sure that it stays. Right. Um, But I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. I think a wall mural out of wood would be neat. It'd be awesome. Keep thinking of all kinds of things that that would be. Like, I wonder what, uh, because you could do it like out of glass. We should start, we should start a petition to change. Not really a petition, Mm -hmm. but a movement to change, like have murals made out of more stuff. Mm -hmm. I second that. Right? Well, is it, what is the, uh, is it in Seattle or somewhere in Washington? They have like the trolls underneath the bridge. You go out in the forest in another place and it's all like, Reclaimed pallet wood or something like that. Yeah, that just popped into my head. Oh, with, I like, like talking about that. Uh, that you know, and I was talking to my friend earlier. Like I said, we were kind of doing a prep for this, and wood is so plentiful in America. People sometimes say, "Oh, do you use pallets or blah blah?" blah. You know, in some countries they do because real wood is not mm-hmm. plentiful. But I mean, we so drive down, drive down the street, drive yep. anywhere. I mean, there's wow, that's a really nice dresser. Or that's a really like. I don't mean like Free. really nice, but I mean right. certainly it's still a dresser. Yeah, it still it still would function it's, as that. So mm-hmm. we're we're lucky and fortunate in that we we throw away too much of it, honestly. Like, yeah, I think that's fair. Burn. And there's enough like old yeah, buildings so. and stuff around still, like in fields where you can go get like cool old <clears throat> yeah. barn wood or whatever and work with that. My main thing is certainly not acquiring wood; it's having storage. And then, I, but I know that if I got a storage room unit a separate from my shop then i would fill that thing up with wood so fast <laughs> and then i'd have to get another one and i'd probably never even get you know like oh there's jake he's got three storage units of wood he's never gonna use just running around but then filling one them day up, when you're a 90 year old guy some kid's gonna come along and be like hey mr jake well what are trees yeah <laughs> a couple months ago a friend of mine that whose parents own a storage unit place she called me and she said yeah they had a whole dumpster of wood same thing an older wood hoarder gentleman that got older and never did doing it and uh a lot of it's like cedar and like stamped uh redwood which they don't make that they don't even cut those down for right. lumber really anymore pretty cool and it was just yeah. in a dumpster so like that's that's kind of my point yeah i mean a full dumpster of all this wood did you go get it I, heck yeah yeah good that was a dumb question but yeah, yeah. No, I, sure. I know where that storage unit of like really really old oak is mm-hmm. where i got so I went and bought a bunch of steel from this guy. He was like, you do some woodwork, right? And I was like, yeah, kind of, whatever. But he had a storage shed and had two huge walnut beams in it. How mm-hmm. tall are those things? I, it's like 10 feet. 10 feet, feet, four inches thick. Wow. Just, like, had just been sitting there for 30 years. Right. He was like, do you want those? Awesome. <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. Hopefully my oh. truck doesn't do a wheelie the whole way <laughs> yeah. back to my yeah. house. No, that's awesome. I <laughs> love that. Probably like 250 pounds a piece. I love that. They're, I mean, there, there are those those barns and those sheds that are themselves are awesome, but then are also full of, of wood that maybe mm-hmm. even be a hundred years older than that. Like, yeah. 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 Really cool. 
Did you like work with anybody or are you totally self-taught? So at the ranch that I was talking about earlier, there was like a family, uh, like a caretakers. Right. And this dude, Lee, probably saw me flipping on like a super old table saw about to cut my thumb off. He's like, hey, man, we should probably teach you these things, you know, a little bit. And so, <laughs> yes, if I had anyone that taught me anything other guy. than growing up with grandparents. But I mean, right. obviously, I didn't touch table saws when I was, you know, 10, 12 years old. Yeah. But yeah, I would say he did. And it was funny because mostly furniture, like I said at first, and it was like, make this end table and I was using all these screws and Lee's like dude which he didn't say dude he's like you know glue nail guns I was like nail gun that won't hold it in but I mean now that I now I know that all nail gun nails do is hold it while the glue dries yep and so I would take things apart that I made years ago and have like a stack of 20 screws that are like <laughs> 18 inches tall Lowe's. and meanwhile it was still really pushing yeah. back and forth it still wasn't solid you know right. it had no no glue in it whatsoever yeah. yeah so i've reworked a lot of old things for sure right but, uh yeah so i would i would say lee because i i feel like bandsaw work is surprisingly hard to me yeah you know like to get sure. it i end up with super jagged edges like i can't get in a spot the right, right way my bandsaw is probably not perfectly set up either but is that just something you kind of have worked on over time? Well, let's say for bandsaw specifically, um, I had a buddy, may have talked about him earlier, that was in this building where I am, that an older gentleman, he taught me all about bandsaw. Um, I had never done it. And I would do it very loosely, and then I would take the jigsaw. At first, I did all this stuff, all the work that I do with the jigsaw, hmm. like the first couple years. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to get into a bandsaw. And I bought one, brand new Craftsman. At Sears, immediately I couldn't even find the right length blades locally. And I'm like, this is going to be a problem. And so, uh, once again, to name drop, Potter House, thrift store. The, the bandsaw I'm using now was there. You know, it was priced like 200 bucks. I plugged it in, flipped it on, hummed. I was, boom, I bought it right then. I mean, no, I knew there was no warranty and there was no taking it back. Right. And it, single-handedly, the bandsaw that I have now allowed me to, to make my pieces smaller so like my, maybe, let's say a standard size before would be like an 18 inch across Arkansas. Oh, now wow. my standard's closer to like 14 and a half or 12. Right. And I wouldn't be able to do that. I certainly wouldn't be able to make like tiny yellow rubber ducks with, <laughs> with a jigsaw. I mean, you, you just can't. Right, right. Um, and it really changed everything. Ornaments, I wouldn't be able to make small heart ornaments or moons with, um, with a rattling jigsaw at all. So. Right. Yeah. And I the, love my bandsaw. Because I think my thing, like when I see people do it, because I'll go to YouTube to watch whatever, right? And so you watch Jimmy Duresta, who's probably, like, he's done bandsaw work for a long time. Right. And then his videos are sped up. So you're like, are you really, like, how fast are you actually going? Like, right. yeah. like I feel like I'm going super slow. Right. What? A lot of, you, the bandsaw, there are a lot of tweak, tweakings and right. tightenings. And, and, and you really have to know the exact, not exact, whatever, but the, uh, the sharpness of the blade, how long it's been on there as far as when you're pushing. For me... It's a further a challenge because if I'm tiling across an Arkansas with like 14 pieces of wood, some are hardwood, some are pine, some are whatever, and as you're pushing it through that bandsaw, it's going to move more quickly, and so it is hard to make it stay smooth. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because you're going to get those, and then for me, the the less smooth the piece comes out of the bandsaw, the longer I've got to sand, yep. and the less things I can make and the amount of time I have. Right. And so it's all about that smooth smooth bandsaw push and and that's why i mean i don't wait till blades break for sure i'm like oh i've got to cut some some crisp letters today 
okay, that's a $10 blade. Let's do it. You know, right. Like, It'll save you time. Absolutely. It'll save and, the 10 bucks. You know, materials for this really aren't that much. And I mean, tools aren't either when you look at, at the value of the pieces you're making. And so, meaning that blade's not as important to me as that $100 Arkansas right. or whatever it is. So right. I'm willing to forego I, the... I think you're a good guy to talk about tools with because you're not sitting on brand new thousands of dollars, right? Like right. You've, you've bought it at Potter's house right. for, for probably one of your main instruments, I would yeah, assume. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. um, what, what's your advice to somebody getting in to woodworking specifically, but really anything like, mm-hmm. like what tools should they start with? What sh- kind of things should they buy? Sure. In general, tools will retain their value. So don't, if you're an amateur woodworker, don't go out and buy the best table saw that they have at Lowe's, you know, buy a hundred dollar one or buy even, um, if you if you're a warranty guy, definitely go to like the big box stores. But if you're not, then, then buy a used one for 50 bucks and test it out and see if you really like to do it. It's almost like playing a guitar. If you want to learn to play the guitar, you're not going to go buy a thousand dollar guitar. You're going to grind it out on a $50 pawn shop guitar or whatever it is. And then you're going to upgrade from there. You can always sell, sell what you had. Right. And, and, and move it up. So that'd be my advice. Don't, spend a thousand dollars right away that's what i would say i mean spend as little as you can to produce the effect that you want to do for what you want to make at first you know a little simple miter saw you know a used hundred dollar table saw with all the proper safety precautions on it because i have ripped my thumb off the face of it nine stitches a table saw that didn't have the right you know guards and, and push sticks and everything else so um i'm glad that happened it happened when I was still in Austin, and it taught me respect that every time I flip that saw on, I make sure that I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. Um, so, pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, don't buy new and uh, plate safe. Yeah, don't buy new at first, <laughs> you know? I mean, unless you're going to use, the, once you're going to know that you're going to use that saw every day, yeah. and you're like, wow, this one has these features, but see, you're not even going to know, you're not even going to appreciate those features until you have the, the lower right. one to work, to learn from. And right. I think we would subscribe to like, well, I would probably say don't buy new in, unless it was paying for itself almost. Right. Like, like yeah. you knew yeah, the job like, was coming this, in. Yeah. That, I've got this project. It's going right. to pay 200 bucks. So therefore, yeah, something like that. Sure. You can trade it out like that. I think one yeah. of the few tools I bought that preemptively was the planer, but I use that all the time. So I felt, and that's one of the few things I've bought. Yeah, that's something I don't have either. No, I don't have a planner. I don't think I have or, any uh, new anything. I use, I mean, I just use the table saw, and my, my width of plane is limited by how far the blade can go up, but I right. mean, I don't really typically need things more than three or four, and I can obviously turn it over and then sand the bottom. Right, too. right. So when, when you're briefly looking, it looks like you have a backing board or something. Mm-hmm. MDF yep. or, okay. Mm-hmm. So MDF, and then... Do you, like, we're looking at a duck in the state of Arkansas. Right. So just taking that one because the angles of the wood are coming at different... Right. At different angles. Um, ha, like, how do you go about laying that out? Like, are you laying out the state first and no, then... Well, I mean, you've got the whole state cut, but you tile the duck, which what I... Tile is what I talk about when I'm applying the wood to the top of the MDF. And then you cut that and sand that first. And then you trace that and then cut uh, that. So it fits oh, okay. exactly. So cool. it fits exactly. Yeah. All right. That answers that 
that's what I've like. Mm-hmm. What looking at your stuff for a while, right? I mean, not just today, but like throughout. It's just like how, yeah. what? I'm sure it's something. It's not. I'm not going to say it's easy, but I'm not going to say it. It's more simple than you think, but it also works. The, it, it's definitely a process, and the, I mean, the more times I've cut out that duck into that state, yeah, for sure. And even <laughs> right. pushing the bandsaw, it's almost mm-hmm. like muscle memory. Yeah. But at the same time, too, if it is a brand new blade and maybe you're not paying attention or TV goes to the commercial or something, there's loud noise or whatever, and like, boom, cool and all of a sudden you've, you've cut out that void where that duck beak was supposed to go or you oh. made it too big, <laughs> and you're like, and that's the, that's the thing that you're going to, when you look at that piece, that's the only thing that I'm going to see. Yep. But when you look at it, you may not even see it. You won't it. notice, yeah. But, it's beautiful, I mean, yeah. That's, that's going to be the glaring thing, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the, the commercial on The Daily Show, which are louder than the show, don't get me started, Yep. startled me and like blah you know right right especially when it's in my damn head right on your ears no, loud, but so those little things don't happen any, anymore hardly ever but when they do it's like a real bummer you know mm-hmm. but it's even even messing something up when you're towards the very end of it i mean i really can't afford to do that yeah. right because then that takes away that whole hour where i was grinding hard to make what i could make um you know. have you ever had a mistake that we find sometimes like the, the creativity kicks in when a mistake occurs or a problem is arrived at and you have to come up with a solution to fix it. That Sure. Um, this is not exactly that, but then I'll tell that story too. But uh, <laughs> I, I made a North Carolina once and I sent it out to North Carolina and I, the client messaged me and she's like, yeah, it's upside down. I was like, what do you mean it's upside down? Well, straight up, I, I traced it upside down because I don't live in North Carolina and I made it wrong. (laughs) So that's a mistake that that I had to correct by making it right and sending another one. Just tell her to put it across from a mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can look at this in the bathroom. It was an artist Uh, proof, as they say. Can you imagine, though, if I'd made it like a backwards Texas or Arkansas? Oh, the shame, the shame. Man. Um, But another one, so sometimes when I do, when I enclose uh, the individual pieces like in the state, for instance, I've got a big hummingbird on the wall Mm -hmm. and at one point, I was messing with it, and it has kind of a delicate tail, let's say. It fell, and the tail broke. I was like, well, one, I can't just glue it and be like, it's structurally integral, you know? Right. And two, I'm not going to throw it away, obviously. So that's the only reason that that hummingbird is in the state of Arkansas, because that was a way to make it live uh, again. And gotcha. uh, a lot of times, I'll have stuff at stores, and maybe the store closes, or I'll, I'll pull back old inventory and kind of recycle it. And so some of that I'll do... Let's say if there's a small bear or a trout or something standalone, then I will inlay it in Arkansas to give it a second life and kind of bring gotcha. it out again or a third Boom. life or whatever. So cool. there are always ways to do it. I mean, something breaks, round an edge and roll with it. Right. You know, for sure. And I guess like because you're tiling, as you term it, you can patch things kind of. Kind right. Of, Sometimes kind of. depending on that the as it's as the years have gone on for sure. Right. That's and then I noticed like you have a piece of work that doesn't have the the wood kind of background. Right. It looks more like it's just a painting. Right. With a yoga person on it. Did you do that painting? So or? those are those started as drying racks. So like when I'm painting the strips of wood, um, yeah, and they just they began, and I realized when I started doing the frames that was a fast way to put a background and they're really cool too. Yeah, they look awesome. Check them out right there. Those are like the big. Oh, okay. Those yeah. are the big drying racks right there. And so you know, every once in a while, I'll be like, "All right, let's prep." And I may not even know what I'm going to put in the center, but I'll just take four or five frames and go ahead and make the backgrounds. And then when something hits me, I'll do it like a yoga pose or whatever right. it is. But. You should advertise as the most like 
eco-friendly woodworker. <laughs> well, <laughs> like you, know you really what, use every bit of it. You know what they were first? The drying racks. Before they were drying racks, and before they were art, they're the bottoms of drawers in oh, dressers and yep, stuff. So yep. it's that real thin. Yep. Yeah. So even from that point. Yeah, that's awesome. You like, and your brain just works that way. You just see it and see like, think, oh, that would work. I think so. And like, well, I'm, I don't want to throw this away, and not not in a pack rat way, but in a. Right. Yeah. I don't want to waste it. You were talking about having three storage units, so maybe in a pack right way. I was talking about how I didn't have three <laughs> the idea of so having them. Have though. I mean, it sounds like a great idea to yeah. me. I mean, if you did have three storage units, you might be a pack rat. Where do we draw like that said, line? No matter Where how many I had, I would definitely fill them. There, there yeah. are like yeah. a couple doors in here that aren't attached to an entryway. That Maybe. you have some extra stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying that having three, you'd be a pack rat, but four is all right. That's like or more. Four is a business investment. As exactly. long as I was there maybe go. making a few things every week, <laughs> I would still be not a hoarder. I was still letting things go out the door too, not just coming. So in. we're gonna call this inventory. Mine, mine, yeah, yeah. I'll tell my wife my but board I, I game collection inventory. Store things in my garage, maybe, and like say like the large frames, and it would be cool if they weren't here. But I would never use them then. I really wouldn't because I would just overlook them all the time right. and walk past them. And at least now when I see them, I'm like, oh. I should make something with that big ass frame. Yeah, what would you do in something like? Would you just a huge version of like the cactus? Yeah, go in that? I have or? like for so for um, like brewery displays or, or gallery shows. I've done some really big, say like framed yoga pose and framed bike pieces. Mm-hmm. I also like at my uh, craft fairs, I use those giant frames as my displays. Okay, so I mean, there's one gold yeah, frame that, that I mean, it's gigantic, yep. and yeah. that would be really cool for a display, but. It's almost too wide to fit in my Sequoia, so I really don't even know what I would do <laughs> what with to it, do to with be it. honest. Put it on the rack on I would top have and to. drive over to, yeah, I would have, to. Do you, have you ever had to do, like, commissioned logo work? Yeah, yeah. How do you approach, because a lot of companies have very specific, like, Bibles, right? Yeah. For what, like, the colors. Well, it, and, absolutely, yeah. You know, a lot of, I did a piece for a, it was kind of funny because it was a lumber company. So I just thought that was ironic, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so West West Frazier, I think, is the name of them. And yeah, definitely a specific green. And I was able to match it at Sherwin-Williams. I typically don't even go there for paint, but I did. It's like, it really worked. So yes. I mean, very rigid. But that kind of goes with printing it out however size I want. Right. As long as a, a company or anybody gives me a solid size graphic file, I can blow it up and then work from it so it would be the identical. Because you tend to do like pretty soft, kind of rounded edges. Yeah. And I can see some logos requiring like really yeah. straight, especially a more modern company mm-hmm. or something. Sure. Do you just do the straight oh, line then? Or yeah. okay, yeah, absolutely. That's I don't on something like that. I definitely don't feel the need to put my woodworks on it. You know, if that right. makes sense. Like, but then there's probably some companies that kind of like, let's say Fossil Cove or something. Right, right oh, comes yeah, to you sure. and they're like, "Hey, we want your version of our sure. thing." What, uh, I imagine both those come with. Would you rather have? I want you to make me a cool sign for my brewery, mm. or uh, I kind of want this recreated roughly, but in your style. Like, which one is more? You're right. They both do have their challenges. I mean, when it comes to businesses and logos, I really like. I really enjoy hand cutting letters. So I'm I'm down to do a very purist version of whatever right. company. But at the same time, if they want me to go wild, I'll do that too. I mean, not just companies, but even people. Hardly anyone says when they say hey i want a 15 inch wiener dog or whatever it is and i want it done just like this you know i mean which i really appreciate like no one ever i hardly get any art direction from clients and it's really nice when someone says i'm going to give you x amount of dollars to create this 
do it. Mm-hmm. So that's my answer. I'd rather just have the freedom. Right. Well, they come to you for a reason. Yeah. And I've said this to a lot of people, but it's yeah. like they see your style and they're like, I want that, this style. Why? I don't want to say ruin it, but why not let the person yeah, absolutely. do what they're going to do? You know, it, it, the only little blurb about color that I do say on when someone's when I'm pitching a custom order is what general colors you can pick general color scheme if scheme, you like. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's mainly it's like, oh, I like cool, cooler colors right. or like warmer, but it's not like I want a pink strip here that's a half inch wide and I like one, a, a oh. red one here certainly. and I'm thankful that it's not yeah. like outside of North <laughs> Carolina have you ever had one where somebody got it and they were just like mm, this is not what I was thinking I was going to get I, I made a Mississippi State piece and the reason that, that she wasn't super for it is because it wasn't tiled as we've been saying like mm-hmm. a traditional woodworks piece it was more like solid chunks oh, okay. and when she saw a picture of it She's like, yes, that's a, a literal, awesome, hand-cut state, blah, blah, But it's not what I was picturing. And it's kind of, it was funny to have someone say, that just doesn't look quite like woodworks. And I'm like, but I made it. I am woodworks. <laughs> <laughs> but I understood what she said. I right, understood right. what she meant. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it still got there, and she still gave it to her brother-in-law, and there was no... And he loved it. Refunds. I mean, there was nothing. Yeah, it was all good. Yeah. Um, awesome. But I totally understood what she said when, when she said it. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, if she had said that first, it would have been tiled. For right. Sure. It would have right. been just uh, like she wanted it. Just, so, you just decided to try something a little bit different. Well, I just and was it, doing the chunks, and I thought it really lent itself to it. You know, it's the M, and it's like one, two, three, four, five big chunks, and then the banner, the white banner, and it just made sense to do it in solids. I and mean, it was still painted and distressed and looked cool. It just wasn't... Right. Artistically, um, it made sense yeah. coming together. Yeah. yeah, I get that. So, but in general, unless this is a joke, unless they don't tell me, they're all happy. But I, I firmly believe that they are. Right. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't had any complaints, and so there you go. Yeah. The only I've had three things, and this is like an indictment on the post office, but uh, <laughs> I've had three things that have all things that traveled far. It's like the East Coast that have ended up, you know, maybe like a bike had a, a handlebar broken on it, and like, or a pig lost a tail, and so those things. But even even though in, in general. Well, first of all, I always do three-day priority, and I always get insurance, and I always file claims. Right. So that's fine, but it, it, immediately, they're not happy. Right. Because they can't just hang it on their wall. But obviously, that's beyond my control. Well, because you've waited. I mean, I, what, I, I, I'm a really good boxer and rapper. Right. What's your turnaround time? In general, two to three weeks is what I like to say. Okay. Uh, different times of the year. I really appreciate when people get in their Christmas and holiday um, gift orders early, just so I'll know exactly where I've got to go. Um, but typically, I cut off stuff for that around Thanksgiving because um, by then I'm probably doing craft fairs too stuff too up. yeah and uh, yeah is two to three weeks because of back catalog yeah. right like just yeah. that many orders sure or like at the project the project list I've got like 15 you know 8, 9, 10 whatever 12 things on it you know half are paid for already and so I mean I gotta clear that before I can kind of move on at least that's what I like to do right yeah. Um, yeah. So I like to say two to three weeks, but if you're local and it's depending on time of year and you can come pick it up, it might I mean, be faster. Literally, if someone said, I need something as quickly as possible, I could make it today. But then, like I said, it still would require three coats of poly. So one right. today, one tomorrow and one the next day. So someone ordered something on Monday. It's a rush order and they really they really need it. And I've got the time and they really want to pay for that to happen. Monday order could be made on a Friday. I was going to say, you have to pay to prioritize yeah, to the top of the line. Sure. <laughs> like, but, you know, in general, people, people plan ahead, although that's not always true. <laughs> Yesterday morning, I got a call. It was a, a, 
a New York number. I almost didn't answer any fake numbers, you know. Right, right. Yep. But I did. And it was a, a gentleman that had seen a yoga pose that I posted a few days ago. And I, I had, that was sold, but lo and behold, I had another one. And so I boxed it then, took it to post office, and it was a $90 piece. And he paid $49 to have it overnighted today to arrive at 3 because his wife's birthday is Thursday. So, so that guy didn't I'm, plan super well. No, but that's, that's kind of a fluke. But at the end of the day, if I have time to do that, I think that that's a great story. Yeah. And it's a great story mm-hmm. for him to have like the, yep. as a client. Like, and props to that guy. He was willing to pay to get it there right. on time. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. This came from Mark. I would have just gotten yeah. like a, you to take a photo yeah. and then give it to my wife and tell her <laughs> oh it'll arrive God. eventually. This is maybe with a broken arm. You know, he actually kind of <laughs> suggested that, but I was like, man, I've got one. Like I'll box it yeah, right now. Let's, let's put it right it. now. That's like, awesome. That's cool. Uh, so speaking of craft fairs, we're talking to you partially because I think we're going to see you at the same craft fair in September Yep. and we haven't been, have you been to homegrown before? Yeah, this will be my third year. So we haven't been before. So what do we expect? It's really cool. It's laid back. It's kind of, um, it's probably smaller than a lot of them. There's like kind of one drag that's a big elbow. Right. Um, but Good food trucks, the same ones that are at every cool thing in Northwest Arkansas, mm-hmm. Wicked Woodfire, all, all the stuff. And uh, local, handmade, unique things, things that you can't, in general, probably go and walk into any, any store and find. I mean, I think that while I have stuff at stores, not everyone that has a booth at craft fairs do. And so mm-hmm. it is an opportunity to see an array of things. Yeah. Um, I feel like they always have a good amount of food items too like maybe freshly made you know whether it's jalapeno jelly or whatever it is right. like local yeah, stuff yeah. local honey so you're going to get that stuff too um, it, it's always weather is not at this festival weather's always hit or miss right and so let's hope that we see sunshine the whole time because mm-hmm. sure. I think the cool thing about craft fairs even cattywampus what we were talking about is just the chance to like I think when you it's cool to get to talk to the person making the thing. Yep. And then you're more inclined to want the thing as well. Cause oh, there's absolutely. the story behind it. Like they were funny or cool or genuinely warm or whatever the thing was like, absolutely. I think those are always, but I will mm-hmm. say Salem Springs has the coolest downtown right now. Like they're a little so awesome. Yeah. We never go out there yeah. and we went out a couple months ago mm-hmm. and I was like, this is yeah, that, it's a cool spot. Uh, Creekside. Creekside. Mm-hmm. That's a cool little, yep. Yeah, nice a, a good food yeah. truck right over there behind we the We have to go place. back and try the ice cream. Yep. It's a, um, what's your number one rule of the shop? Mm. Sign the waiver if you touch the saws. Uh, no. <laughs> so you're not going to do classes anytime <laughs> soon? <laughs> right. a waiver. Yeah, well, I was thinking about doing, um, you know, the painting with a twist. We'll do yeah, like or board power and brush tools or whatever. with a twist. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Just sign the waiver. I feel like power tools come with a twist. <laughs> I think that's the, the whole. <laughs> that's the twist. Yeah, yeah, get a lawyer and do painting with um, a cut. Number one rule of the shop. Gosh, I, you know, because it's my domain and hardly anyone else ever comes here, that's, you know what I mean? And right, work, right, right. working right. For, for long hours or something, I don't have any rules because it's just me. Hmm. And I don't want to be that kind of boss. To yourself. To, to myself. Yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Work for somebody you love. Right. Yeah. That's- <laughs> hey, and. Who can love Jake other than Jake? You know? Right. Who can love that's Jake key. better yep. than Jake? Ooh, <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's even better. Well, his uh, mom. Pardon? Your mom. Yes. Oh, yes. She's she, she's Woodwork's number one right. salesperson. She's mm-hmm. all about it. She, she loves will. you more than you do. Oh, that's fair. So that's that's true. Yeah. Jake goes to the gym a lot. He loves yeah. himself a lot. No. Oof, I, that's true. <laughs> that sounded horrible. Um, so one thing that I wanted to share, just not yeah. having a question to ask, is. <clears throat> One thing that I didn't expect when I started doing this was being a part of 
people's kind of stories and being a part of not just random Christmas gift giving, but I've done, you know, memorialized pieces for pets, but also for people and all, and all, all these different things. And, and, and the reward of sending a, someone that ordered a piece, the first picture and the, the waiting, maybe it's an hour or two, they may need to be on the phone, but like getting back how elated they are about how, or how happy they are. It's certainly, it's certainly about more than money. And I, I really didn't even know that, how rewarding that part of it would yeah. be, and it's really awesome. That's yeah. I hadn't be, even thought of. It's really cool. that. No one is upset to receive woodworks. You know what I mean? Like, right? No one's like getting that when they're like, "I'm really angry that I got this pink teddy bear." Like, no, yeah. one, you know, no one's like that. So <laughs> everyone's happy to get it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of feel like said, Santa Claus a lot. What do you do when you do a a a pe- like? So if my dog dies, right? right. Like, right. Do you tend to what's your what's your avenue of direction on that on how you're going to memorialize that like, well, the dogs in general, if it's, you know standard standard uh, silhouette of breed, the dog yeah, just then, yeah, you know, do it like that, and I can do like I said, particular colors. No one's ever really asked me to do like hand cut a dog's name on the dog right. or anything, but I mean, I know my mom has a Schnauzer from from her dog Heidi that passed away, and little things like that. I mean. So when it's a, a person, it's just like a bathroom shape cut out. Like just here's the breed here's and the here's breed. that. Yeah, yeah. Just very, very generic. Yeah. I see. Um, yeah. No, Here, Grandpa. Been, uh, <laughs> there's been a few like you know donation opportunities for fundraisers. Right. Or, like if someone um, maybe someone passed away and so they would do an yeah doing a fundraiser kind of event where people are donating and I'm happy to do that sort of thing. Um, you know whether I'm personally tied to the people or not. Right. I think that that's really cool and I don't. I'm not concerned with that paying itself back to me right. at all. You know, I think that's cool. Like there's a, there's a, a woodworks heart on one of the door, the doors, front doors of the house is on mission. Kind of if you're going from my house on the way to Dixon and I didn't even know it was there, but when I saw it, I was like, that's really cool. And I knew exactly what it was for. It was from a, it was from one of those situations that I'm talking about. Yeah. And I love seeing that. I mean, that's I don't see cool. it always, but when I yeah. randomly turn and look, like, I love that. I think, what makes handmade stuff so cool is that it does mean something. It means something to you when you're done, yeah. and it means something to the person receiving it. I think you're talking about something that's more on the level of like Keely Wake with jewelry, like like heirloom jewelry that's passed yeah. down. But I think like you can really capture something special sure. in a moment, special I mean, and something like that. People have given me like here's this uh, end table that used to be my great grandmother's, and I, I made an Oklahoma out of it with using only oh, that. That's such a good idea. You know, and, and so that's I've done really a few cool. of those stories too. And that's definitely heirloom passing it down. Yeah, that's really cool. Because you don't always have a place for the sewing table I inherited right. not that long ago. Oh, it's you know, it's like, missing a leg or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah, a really, sure. really good idea. That's a cool way of doing it. That's neat. And that's and that's good ideas from other people. Right. You know, that's them contacting me and be like, hey, turn this into something. I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. That's and I, cool. I love the process of going back and forth with clients and potential clients and future you know, and, and return clients. It's fun. And like, I want people to get exactly what they want. Um, not like down to the technical minutia, like we were talking about, but I want them to be a part of the process of figuring out just the basic design. Some people, yeah, they'll get a hold of me like, Hey, I want to memorialize this, or I've got this help and we'll go back and forth. And it feels good to figure that out. That's mm-hmm. cool. I like the process. I didn't even think about that as a thing. That's really neat. That is a great idea. Mm-hmm. It's definitely makes it a more unique, sure. like your take on it, what they're wanting, mm-hmm. and something that they have yeah. for it. 
Like I've got a, I don't have much of it anymore, but these yellow cabinets that were my grandparents when, and then they remodeled everything. And like, I tend to include those strips only on maybe pieces that I'm doing for myself or something, because that way I'll always have it. And, yeah. and it's, it's the certain kind of yellow that I just, I know that it just yeah. reminds me of that. And That's awesome. That's a really cool it's like way not, of not every tiny piece of wood has a story, but a lot of them do, really. Yeah. And you may not see that piece, like, when you look at it, but you may see it every now and then, just like the yeah. heart on the door. It's like, there's that yellow strip. It's like what pops out last time. Right. Sure. That's awesome. This is frustrating for me, though, because my grandparents had property in town for, like, 40 years, practically, right. and they sold it, and then the people that bought it, like, just let it collapse. And it was, like, a late 1800s building. Yeah. But it's one of those things where, like, Dang it! If I thought about that, like yeah. a floorboard here, a cabinet there, yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, definitely too late. Like my college house. This is before, long before I was doing this, obviously. But in Dallas, um, they were going to tear it down when we moved out, and so we were told we could do whatever we wanted. So we burned it down. No, uh, <laughs> we took like all the cabinet doors off because they were all like really cool. Like it was the wavy glass. I mean, they were very oh, old yeah. stuff. And uh, and took like the medicine cabinet door off and this is like a 1924 house and I, if I'd already known what I was going to do now I would have pillaged that thing because like, I only got a few slight things you would have three storage cool. units in yeah, there right, right. Yeah. of a dorm like, in there the whole Haney house is in the, is in the storage unit yeah. but I think that that is it really is a part of it is whether it was somebody's or not it was definitely made and in a poetic way it's like when I make something natural it's like i'm taking what was a tree and then it was lumber that milled and, and man manipulated and then kind of making it alive again right but, you yep. know a little bit like you know what that's a duck now it's not a piece of lumber mm-hmm. deal think, with it yeah i think that and i kind of touched on it earlier like it is exuberant like it's joyful woodworking in yeah. it which i'd wouldn't have thought I would ever probably say out loud, but that really is what it is. Like, it's just yeah. like excited. Yep. It's super cool. It it's not uh, like uh, what do they call it? Chotskis. Right. You know, it's not any right crap. Yeah. Basically. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's enjoy. It is enjoyable to see for freaking sure. Well, you know, and let's say <laughs> a big box like Hobby Lobby, let's say they have a unicorn. Let's say it costs 40 bucks. Let's say it's made in China. It's, it's crap. Wouldn't you rather buy a locally, made $80 unicorn than yep. a crappy $40 yeah. Hobby Lobby uniform. Come on. That's a better story anyway. Yep. Hi. 100% agree. <laughs> oh, the little high. Yeah, I that literally, like, I've been yeah. looking at everything and that just like stood out, like popped out. Those are fun. Like yeah. maybe entrance way to a house or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, do you have a question? I have a question. Okay. <clears throat> You want to explain oh. it? <clears throat> There's a preamble here. Yeah. So, Aaron is going to start a sentence, mm-hmm. and you just finish it with whatever comes to mind. Okay. There's no wrong answer. Right. None. Except uh, for we- when I think you're wrong. Okay. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm not wrong. Okay. <laughs> hmm. That's my people. I'm going to talk yeah. to you on Facebook later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yell back at you. I'm always what's right. <laughs> and he's tapping the screen of his phone my, so hard. I always say, in my humble but always correct opinion. No, um... Right. I wish I could spend half half a year every year in Costa Rica. Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Cullen.